Now we've been looking this week, as you know, at uh, the miracles of Jesus and how wonderful they all were. And today we'll be looking at perhaps the most wonderful miracle of all from John chapter 11. The title is Dead Man Walking. So that's the title I was given. So you can uh, imagine this is the story of Lazarus and the raising of Lazarus. In the previous chapter, John concluded the public ministry of Jesus, and he began to minister to his own disciples and those who loved him, like Lazarus. The shadow of the cross was now over him as he prepared to face death, the final enemy, as death is called in the New Testament. John immediately introduces us to Lazarus in the first couple of verses, who lay sick, and his sisters Martha and Mary who lived in the village of Bethany, about two miles outside of Jerusalem, at a time when Jesus' death on the cross was only a few days away. This was the Mary of whom we read in John chapter 12 that she took a pint of expensive perfume, poured it on Jesus' feet, and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. He said that to his disciples. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. That's unexpected, isn't it? You would expect the account to say that because he loved them, when he heard he was sick, he packed his bags and rushed back to Bethany, but he didn't do that. It's possible that Lazarus had already died before the messenger arrived. And Jesus would have known that, of course. This messenger brought the message for Jesus, and then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea, back to Jerusalem. The disciples were fearful about going back because a short while ago, the Jew, Jewish leaders there tried to stone Jesus. Then he told them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, meaning that Lazarus had died. But I am going there to wake him up. The disciples misunderstood what he meant by sleep, so he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. You remember that uh, as we've been going through John's gospel this month, the word believe comes up again and again and again. It is so important for us to believe in the Lord Jesus and who he is. And then Jesus says, but let us go to him. When they arrived back in Bethany, they found that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. And many Jews had come to comfort Martha and Mary in the loss of their brother. Martha went out to meet Jesus, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Then the conversation moved on to 
deep theological truth. As Jesus said, your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Martha had been taught well. Then Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you're the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Then she went to call her sister Mary. Now, this is the fifth I am statement to be claimed by the Lord Jesus. First was, I am the bread of life. Then I am the light of the world. Then I am the door of the sheep. Then I am the good shepherd. And then I am the resurrection and the life. When Mary came to Jesus and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. I don't think it was about the death of Lazarus that Jesus was deeply moved by. It wasn't that he expected Lazarus to still be alive when he got back to Bethany. I think Jesus perhaps was thinking more of the general terms of death the effect of death on humanity. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And then we have those two wonderful words, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept him from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the, to the tomb, the grave. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But the Lord said, Martha, by this time, there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. There it is again, the emphasis on believing that Jesus is the Messiah. Then Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. I think John selected this miracle to be recorded in his gospel because it was the climactic miracle of our Lord's earthly ministry. He had raised others from the dead, but Lazarus have been in the grave four days. This was a miracle that could not be denied 
nor avoided by the Jewish leaders. He mentioned the time the body had been in the grave, I think as the Jews did not embalm. So by that time, the body would have been decomposing rapidly. The Jews didn't wrap the body tightly like Egyptian mummies, but loosely with the head wrapped separately. This enabled Lazarus to get up on Jesus' command and walk out of the tomb. The reason Jesus performed this miracle was obviously to authenticate his claims to be the Messiah and the Son of God. This was a preview of his power to be fully displayed in the final resurrection, when all the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and live. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 5. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself. Even so he gave, to the, he gave authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and will come forth. Those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life and those who committed evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. Now you would think with this happening and happening in such a public way, just a couple of miles from Jerusalem, that the church leaders in Jerusalem in the temple would have been thrilled and would have been rushing out to pay homage to the obvious son of God who could raise the dead. But this was not the case. Because of this amazing miracle, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. But not all. Some of them who had actually seen it went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. Though they were subject to Roman control, the Sanhedrin was the highest judicial body in Israel and exercised judicial, legislative, and executive powers at that time. There were 70 members of this council of the Sanhedrin and they were dominated by the chief priests and virtually all the priests were Sadducees. They were not willing to believe in Jesus as the Son of God, even though Lazarus had been raised. And the reason for that was that they feared that escalating messianic expectations could start a movement against Rome, against Roman oppression and occupation that would cause the Romans to come and take away all their rights and freedoms and destroy their temple. In John chapter 11, we read that Caiaphas was high priest that year, and he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, 
but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. After Jesus had brought Lazarus to life from the dead, and he truly was a dead man walking, their intention now was to kill the man with that power. Let's finish with a thought for the day. Lazarus died, yet the Lord Jesus raised him to life again. And within a few days, the religious leaders and the Romans illegally executed Jesus. And God raised him to life again. Men are so keen to kill others. God is so keen to give life to others. Now he reigns in heaven the Lord Jesus, enthroned with God the Father and with the authority to raise us to life even if we die. I love the words in John 14 where our Savior said to his own disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms, or as the King James Version used to say, mansions, which we all prefer, I'm sure. But what he was saying was, don't worry about there not being room for you in heaven. Heaven is a big place. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Jesus was saying, death is not the end for those who believe in Jesus, for those who trust the Lord Jesus. Death is just a doorway into his presence. Let us pray. Almighty God, how we thank you once again for placing into our hands the wonderful words of the scriptures and how we thank you for placing the lord the lord jesus in our hearts and thank you for placing his holy spirit in our hearts to encourage us to read these holy scriptures and to understand them and to put them into practice in our lives thank you lord that we can be assured that death is not the end of our lives. Although we must all face physical death, unless the Lord Jesus comes before that happens to rapture us and take us into his eternal kingdom, that will be wonderful. But if not, we will die a physical death. But one day we will hear the voice of Jesus, even if we're lying in the grave. And we will be raised to life again to live with him forever evermore, forever and ever. Lord, we thank you. We pray that this knowledge and just being reminded of this this morning will put a new spring in our steps as we go out to face the world, whatever coronavirus may have for us or whatever else unpleasant may be there in the world for us. We thank you that we walk with you in your footsteps. We give you our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.